Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn. Thank you so very much for listening in. We've got a lot to do on this Football Wednesday. We have 15 games to predict against the spread, as per usual. And so we're going to get to those picks in the second half of today's podcast. But first, I want to get into a couple of games uh, to get the juices flowing here. There is an epic game I want to get into that will take place tomorrow for Thursday Night Football. And then there are a couple of key divisional bouts that I want to touch on. But before we dive into the picks and predictions, so without any further ado... Let's get right to it, fellas, shall we? Okay, so clearly the game of the week is Packers-Cardinals. And this showdown clearly has a lot of storylines. Most notably, in-game, a matchup that clearly has playoff implications. A game between two Super Bowl contenders. But the Green Bay Packers have have an issue or two, and that's Devontae Adams landing on the COVID list right before the showdown. Now, he tested positive for COVID on Monday, and he'd have to test negative twice and put himself in a position to get on the team plane to head to Arizona for the game, which appears extremely unlikely. So, this will be a game where the Packers will be down Devontae Adams. Also, Alan Lazard is not playing either. And that's not a particularly pleasant position you want to be in if you're the Green Bay Packers. So, in terms of their passing attack, their available leaders in receiving are running back Aaron Jones with 26 receptions, tight end Robert Tanyan with 15, and wide receiver Randall Cobb with 14. Now, there are things the Packers could have done to make the offense better to maximize the chances for Aaron Rodgers to succeed in his last few seasons with Green Bay. And granted, the Packers went to the NFC Championship game. They lost at home at Lambeau to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they, what they could, could have done is instead of drafting Jordan Love and created an era of turmoil full of questions surrounding the future of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, Maybe drafting you know, another wide receiver, and there were a ton of them out there, like Michael Pittman, who has been fantastic, but I digress. I do want to flash back to 2019 when the Packers went 13-3 and in their first year under Matt LaFleur's offense, and it was about playing turnover-free football and finding the best success by being efficient on the ground, and I think if you're the Green Bay Packers, that's a strategy they need to employ. Uh, if if you want to beat the Arizona Cardinals, uh, given how the, well the Cardinals are playing. And speaking of the Arizona Cardinals, I think the Arizona Cardinals were top to bottom of the most complete team in the National Football League. I have not discussed the Cardinals at many lengths this year in depth, but I think it's about time to give props to the 7-0 Arizona Cardinals. Steve Keim has had a heck of a track record drafting in the NFL draft, and landing free agents and, and making trades. And now free agents are have been flocking to join the Red Sea in Glendale, Arizona. He had another heck of another heck of an offseason, bringing in A.J. Green, bringing in Rodney Hudson to shore up the offensive line. And now just a couple of weeks ago, uh, landing Zach Ertz, who scored a touchdown in his Cardinals debut on Sunday after 
a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and of course, Kyler Murray has just been exceptional. And in my view, he's a top-five quarterback in the National Football League so far. He's been distributing the football on a brilliantly evenly basis as five different players have 24 or more receptions through seven weeks. And the Cardinals have a plus 111 point differential, which is the best of the National Football League. And that has to do with having Kyler Murray as your quarterback and on offense and Vance Joseph coaching up that defense, which has been tremendous, especially in the front seven. Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Simmons is the most improved player in the league. He was the uh, he, he was a top 10 draft pick last year. Marcus Golden is a certified playmaker. He leads the NFL in forced fumbles. J.J. Watt is contributing. And, uh, and Chandler Jones has been terrific as per usual. He's one of the most consistently uh, efficient players in the NFL. Now, the secondary is still trying to figure things, things out. But to me, that's not a real concern right now because of how much the front seven is impacting the game and, and what they're doing and making plays, creating takeaways, forcing fumbles. That's what great teams do. And remember, Tampa did not have a top secondary in the league last year. And their defense dominated thanks uh, to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, thanks to the front seven for defensive line and linebackers. And remember, I, uh, this is something that, that I could reiterate, but I'll say it again. There are four components that are elite in most championship teams. And I'm, I'm actually going to add a fifth uh, to, to this component as well. Coaching, the quarterback, the offensive line, the front seven, and team health. And the, the team has been healthy the, the entire year. The The coaching is there, especially when, when you look at the coordinators. Kyler Murray is a top five quarterback. Their offensive line has been excellent. Their front seven is winning games on defense. You, you look at the... Uh, the, the game against Minnesota, you look at the game against San Francisco, you look at how he overcame an early deficit against the NF Houston Texans. And we need to remember the Arizona Cardinals as a team that can really come out of a brutal NFC and win the Super Bowl. So I can't wait for that game. There is a stat I saw today. The Packers 6-1, the Cardinals 7-0. They have a 934 winning percentage amongst two teams, the highest combined winning percentage for two teams going into a Thursday night game since 1934. So that tells you a lot about the status of uh, of the Green Bay Packers and the Arizona Cardinals. That should be a heck of a game with both teams coming off short rest. Now, the second game I wanted to talk about was Colts-Titans because... This game will determine whether or not the AFC South is going to be competitive between the two teams, and this is a must-win for the Indianapolis Colts to uh, to uh, to ensure themselves a chance to win the division. And this is the last meeting between the two squads during the regular season. Tennessee won the first matchup in Tennessee, so now uh, the Colts uh, uh, Colts and Titans are going to meet. In uh, Indianapolis, and I want to start with Tennessee because I thought Tennessee did a tremendous job keeping Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs off balance on Sunday. But a part of it is about the Chiefs being out of sync, as I discussed on Monday. But also give Tennessee some credit where it's due. They uh, they added Bud Dupree in free agency. They uh, they, uh, they got got improvements of how of 
Outlander, who has been really, really good. Only Miles Garrett has more sacks than his 7.5 to start the year. But the thing I'm concerned about with Tennessee is they haven't been consistent, and the Titans will not be a Super Bowl contender in my eyes until the defense is more consistent. But they need to continue that consistency. They need to build off the performance they had against the Chiefs if they if they want to end the AFC South race on Halloween, so I I think uh, the, the Titans with Tannehill, Henry, of course with AJ Brown and Julio Jones, that that that's a tremendous offense to go up uh, uh, go up against. And the Colts secondary uh, has improved. Uh, they they got big they got big plays in the in the fourth quarter on Sunday Night Football when you'll get the interception by Xavier Rhodes to set up the Michael Pittman touchdown to ice the game, and, and, I, and I think when you have a defense, uh, a front seven that includes the Forrest Buckner and Darius Leonard, I'll say it again, Darius Leonard, in my eyes, is one of the top three linebackers in the National Football League. He's up there with Fred Warner of the 49ers and Bobby Wagner of the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Darius Leonard has been, has been uh, uh, running around, making a lot of big-time plays. So I, I think if you're the, if you're the Indianapolis Colts, you need to get contributions to, to there, and, and and I think this is a, a team that that can stop Derrick Henry. So we're we're going to see how it all winds up in the end. So the Titans the Titans are five and two. The Colts are three and four. If the Titans win, they will have three more wins in Indianapolis and and an additional win because of the tiebreaker. So, so it, it so the, the the AFC South is uh, it could, it could more than likely come down to um, the, the game on Sunday in Indianapolis. So we're we're going to uh, ha have our eyes on that. And the last game I want to get into is Buck Saints. So the the so Tampa is going to travel to New Orleans to take on the Saints, uh, the the number one crew for. The NFL on Fox is going to be there uh, with Joe, but Joe Davis is going to do the play-by-play -play instead of Joe Buck, who will be covering, who will be taking care of the World Series in a Atlanta. So game five is uh, 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 that'll be game five of the World Series. Or should it get there? So, so I want to talk about a couple of things when you look at the look at these two teams. I think the Bucks uh, have been playing at a ridiculously high level, and 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 they absolutely took care of business, and and they did what great teams do: absolutely smash inferior opposition, and that's Chicago Bears. They were up thirty-five to three at the half. It was never really a game, and and I and this this goes down to the complete domination. Uh, of the Buccaneers uh, with with that deep with that defense going up against the rookie quarterback Justin Fields never really had a chance on Sunday uh, to get anything going because the offensive line has not been good uh, and, and then you have a defense a uh, defensive line that include a uh, front seven that includes the likes of Levante David Devin White and um, Dominic and Sue Jason Pierre Paul uh, and, th and that could go on so so I thought that was uh, a, a completely dominant victory by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are now six and one. So, it's so, so that's no, number one. And then 
How about the New Orleans Saints? And the Saints uh, are coming off a gritty, tough Monday night football victory against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I don't think this, uh, this, the Saints play, uh, played uh, play great they, uh, because they kept a Geno Smith-led team in the game. And, and I don't know that how that's going to wind up in, in the eyes of Saints fans. But what they what they did what they did was uh, without their A game they 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 uh, comprised a team victory by establishing something in the first half and, and establishing um, a command of the game and, th and then it, then if things got bad late uh, they they found a way to turn things around and won the game. In the fourth quarter, and and that that's what a, a gritty team like the Saints is going to need to do here. And, th and this is uh the the best team they'll they'll see all year. Uh, when, when you look at uh, the, the playoff history last year, when when the, the when when the Buccaneers marched into New Orleans and ended the career of Drew Brees in, in the uh, in the second half of that game, so. It's certainly going to be a going to be a test for Sean Payton. It's going to be a test for Jameis Winston. It's going to be a test for Alvin Kamara going up against that elite run defense. So I, I I'm going to be fascinated to, to see if the Saints can pull off an upset and make the, the NFC uh, the NFC South interesting um, when when it's all said and done here. So. So without without any further ado, let let's go on to the pick segment of the, this this NFL podcast. So let's get to it. Okay, here we go. It's time for week eight picks and predictions against the spread. So let's recap how I did last week. So in terms of picking the winners and losers outright, I was eight and five last week. I am now sixty-three and forty-four overall on the campaign. Against the spread, I was seven and six. I won a bunch of one o'clock games, then uh, then I chose the wrong side of the spread on on some of the games late. So I'm seven and six in week seven. I am now forty-six, sixty, and one overall. On the 2021 campaign, let's let's try to get closer to 500. Uh, so as we make these picks here, so we're gonna start with the Thursday night football game as advertised. It's the Arizona Cardinals. They're at home. They're favored by six and a half, taking on the Green Bay Packers. And uh, th these are two of the best teams in the NFC. But this is why I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals here. Number one, because I think they're, they're more available. I think they're they're healthier. Number two, I think uh, I I think Kyler Murray is having a, a, a having a better season than Aaron Rodgers. He's uh, Kyler Murray is clearly the leader in the front house when you look at the NFL MVP conversation. He is seven and zero and has a seventy percent a completion percentage or more. So, so that, so that's something going for Kyler Murray, and and thirdly, I think the Cardinals are, are able to to win the battle, uh, and win win the attrition battle because I, I think uh, Green Bay still still trying uh, trying to figure things out with their offensive line, and and I, and I think the Cardinals are are going to are going to win the game. 
I think six and a half is a lot when you're taking on Aaron Rodgers. So and I think the I think he's going to do everything in his power to keep uh, keep the team in the game. So I'm going to take the Cardinals. They'll win this game, 31 to 28, in what I think is going to be a classic clash of Titans in the uh, in the NFC. Let's go to the one o'clock games here. Let's start. It is, in fact, a Kevin Kugler, Mark Sanchez, Laura Oakman special on Fox. We have the Atlanta Falcons there at home, three-point favorites against the Carolina Panthers. And listen, I I think uh, they, the Falcons have the in, have the incredible edge at the quarterback position. They have the big edge when it comes to the receivers. They have the, they have the edge when it comes to the offensive line. They have the edge when it when it comes to pretty much everything. Now, and now it's been just another disappointing season for Matt Rule and Joe Brady, and and the Panthers need a franchise quarterback. And Sam Darnold is no longer uh, no longer in consideration in my eyes. And the, the, despite in which what Matt Rule and Joe Brady have said on record this week, it's. It's a clear conclusion that Sam Darnold is no longer a starting quarterback in the National Football League. So I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons to win and cover. They'll win 26 to 16 over the the artist formerly known as Sam Darnold. Let's go to uh, to Buffalo as the Buffalo Bills. They are coming off a bye week. They're at home. They're favored by 13 and a half points, taking on the Miami Dolphins and. I'm gonna. I'm going with the Bills to win and cover this game. I, I expect Josh Allen to have a big game. I expect my guy Stephon Diggs to have a tremendous game. And and w- when you look at the rosters uh, all across, I I think the Bills have been have been superior uh, throughout. That they're, they're coming off the uh, 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 the last game they played was was when they lost on that that interesting fourth down call by. Ryan Dable, so I think they're going to bounce back in earnest, and, and I think this is a, that's a, a game they'll take personally, and I think they'll win and cover, win 38-17 to over Tua and the Miami Dolphins. Let's go to Chicago right now, as the Chicago Bears, uh, they're at home for, uh, following a 38-3 to dropping of, by the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're at home taking on the San Francisco 49ers, favored by four. And th- th- this is not, this is not a game I want to touch if I'm in the survival pool because both teams have issues when it comes to the quarterback position. I I think the San Francisco 49ers have done a terrible job at managing their quarterback situation with Jimmy Garoppolo and then drafting Trey Lance and keeping Jimmy Garoppolo, not not signing Tom Brady when Tom Brady wanted to join his hometown San Francisco 49ers. But but I digress. I, I think the 49ers have the better offensive line. I think uh, the, the defense has been uh, is better. So and, and of course the better coach. So I'm going to take the 49ers to win and cover 23 to 17 over the Chicago Bears. So let let's go to Cleveland now as the uh, as the CBS number one crew is going to uh, take care of this game. It's the Cleveland Browns. They're at home, favored by three and a half, taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think this is a game that's going to be decided by a field goal. So I'm going to take the Steelers with the points. And, but I'm going to take the Browns to win the game. I, I think the Browns uh, have the better quarterbacks, uh, uh, quarterback situation. We'll have to see 
how Baker Mayfield uh, is when he comes back from injury. But I, I think, though, even though the Steelers are coming up a bye week, I think the big Miles Garrett against that pathetic offensive line, that, that's going to be a nightmare for Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin. So I, I, I'm going to take the Browns so who, who are going to win the battle of attrition up front. They'll win 27-24 to over their, their division rival, Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go to Detroit as the Detroit Lions coming off uh, that emotional game against the Rams where, where, where Dan Campbell was throwing everything in the kitchen sink at the, um, at the um, Rams. They're at home taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles are favored by three and a half, and I think the Lions are going to pick, are going to get their first win of the season here. This is an upset special in my, in my eyes. I think the, the team that that plays hard at, at, that that without much talent, I, I think the Lions are going to grit their way to victory. Nick Sirianni has no idea what he's doing. He's terrible in game. So uh, Jalen Hurts is better in garbage time than he is uh, than he is in crunch time. I'll take the Lions in an upset. They'll take down the Eagles 27-23 to um, over Philadelphia. Let's go to Houston as the L.A. Rams travel to Houston to take on the Texans, favored by 14.5 points. I, I'm going to take the Rams to win. The, the, the Texans are, 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 are essentially... And nowhere near the Rams. I I had the Rams as one of the best teams in the NFC. The Houston Texans are the worst team in the NFL. That there there's no no competition in this game. There's no feel. There's no there's um it's not even close. So I'm gonna take the Rams to win 34 to nothing and smash the artists formerly known as the Houston Texans. The next game is simple. All you gotta do is the dang winner. It is the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Tennessee Titans on CBS in a, in a game that will pretty much decide whether or not the AFC South is going to be competitive. And listen, I think the Colts have been playing better, have been playing really well the last the last three weeks. They beat the they smashed the Dolphins. Uh, they were up twenty five to nine late against Baltimore. That, and then, and then they smashed the Texans, and then they uh, got a primetime road win in San Francisco on Sunday night. I think the Colts have, have momentum, and, and and I I thought before the season the Colts were going to, uh, were going to be competitive, and and, and I think the Titans do have their flaws, but I think the Titans are, are, I need to see more consistency from the Titans, and until I see the consistency, I'm not going to. Uh, pick up the Tennessee Titans to win games against uh, against superior competition. So I'm going to take the Colts. I'll take the uh, I'll take the um, a, a team with the better offensive line. I'll take the team with the better defensive line. I'll take the Colts to win this game, 24 to 20 over the Tennessee Titans, and that's going to be a tremendous boost for the diehard fans of the Indianapolis Colts. Let's go to MetLife Stadium and and the. Uh, and the, the pipes of Karen Harlan, Trent Green, and Melody Collins will be on display for this one. The Cincinnati Bengals coming off that incredible win against the Baltimore Ravens. But they traveled to uh, to, uh, to MetLife Stadium 
to take on the Jets, favored by the Bengals, favored by ten and a half, and I'm not going to um uh, uh, complicate this one. The, the Jet, the Jets that don't have Zach Wilson for two to four weeks after uh, suffering that knee uh, that injury against the Patriots on Sunday, and I'm I'm going to run the roll with the Bengals here because the Bengals are, are superior in every facet of the game compared to the Jets. Thirty-one to three is my final score for that game. So now let's go on to the four o'clock games. We're going to start on with uh, with the, the L.A. Chargers coming off their bye week. They're favored by six points, taking on the New England Patriots and. Where we, we we see what, what a couple of different types of teams with 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 these two with the New England Patriots that so that against against teams like the Jets they they absolutely demolish them and 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 the Jets are responsible for the two of the Patriots wins and then you have uh, then the other Patriots win they had was when they barely beat the Houston Texans on the road. So, so they have not had a, a good win against anybody, uh, uh, anybody this year. So I'm going to take the Chargers. I, I they have the better quarterback. They have the better offensive line. I think Rashawn Slater's going to have a big game. I, I think Ryan Lindsley's going to have a big game uh, up front on the offensive line. And then Mike Williams, I, I expect to show up. To show up, I expect Keaton Allen to show up. I think Brandon Staley has his team coached and buttoned up. I. I predicted the Chargers would make the playoffs for the season, and I'll take the Chargers to smash the New England Patriots. Still, uh, I have them winning twenty-seven to seventeen over the Patriots. Let's go to uh, let's go to Seattle now, as the Seattle Seahawks are at, at home, favored by three, taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And to me. There are 15 games on the schedule this week. This game was the toughest game of the week for me to pick, honestly, because you because you you, you think about what the Jaguars have, right? So the, the Jaguars are coming off their bye week. That they, they they are in all all sorts uh, all sorts of mess in, in my eyes. But then I remember the Seahawks. Our coach, uh, our, their, their quarterback is Geno Smith, and I think the Jaguars have the quarterback advantage. I could, you could argue that that Pete Carroll is not is not a good coach without Russell Wilson. You can argue the 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 page of the the Jaguars with Urban Meyer in in front of all controversy that he's been going through. I think the Jaguars. Have the better head coach, and I think they have the better quarterback. And you you, you can argue that that the Jaguars' defense uh, is more trustworthy than Seattle's. I'm going to pick the Jaguars on the road upset special, 24-20 over the Seahawks. Let's go to the next game with with the Denver Broncos taking on the. Washington football team at home. The, the Broncos are favored by three. And look, Washington's a disgrace. Their defense has just been terrible. They, uh, and, and which which is the most shocking thing in in, in everything that, that I've seen in all the units in the NFL between the offense, defense, and special teams. The Washington defense has shocked us the most for being 
bad. And the Broncos have lost four in a row after starting 3-0 when they beat the Giants, the Jets, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to take the Broncos to win. I'll take the Broncos to cover here. I, I don't think anyone feels great about this, but the Broncos are the better team, and they're going to win the game, With uh, even if their coach is Vic Fangio, who has no idea what the hell he's doing. Let's go to New Orleans now, as the New Orleans Saints are home, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are favored by five and a half, and... I'm going to take the Buccaneers to win and cover. I think the Saints did barely beat a team uh, who was quarterbacked by Geno Smith. And and I think going from Geno Smith to Tom Brady, uh, that, that's going to be a, a nightmare for, for the Saints fans. It was, it was nice for them to get a couple of, of, of gritty victories. But the Buccaneers have the uh, have the complete advantage at the quarterback and the coaching. Uh, not necessarily the coaching, because I think Sean Payne is going to coach them up and keep them in the game. So I'll take the Bucs. They'll win by a touchdown, 31-23, over the New Orleans Saints. Let's go now to the Sunday Night Football game. It is the Dallas Cowboys. They're home favored by 2.5 points. Uh, they're on the road, excuse me. They're favored by two and a half points, taking on the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday Night Football. So both these teams, each team coming off a bye week. I'll take the Cowboys to win. I'll take the Cowboys to cover. The Cowboys have the best offense, one of the, one of the three, four best offensive lines in the league. So the, their offense is incredible. With Dak, Zeke, Tony Powell, C.D. Uh, Lamb. And, and they did activate Michael Gallup off the injured reserve because Gallup suffered that injury in the opening night game against Tampa. But but the Cowboys have been playing uh, having are playing at a Super Bowl caliber level, and and I and I think the Vikings uh, uh I they haven't they haven't been consistent and and by the way it's Kirk Cousins in a, in a prime time game so I'll take the Cowboys to win 34-24 over the. Minnesota Vikings, what I think should be an entertaining game, but I will come down. But I think the Cowboys will pull away late to win that one. And finally, the last game on the schedule for Monday Night Football is no, on November first. It will be the ESPN ESPN Two uh, special with Kane and Eli covering the game on ESPN Two. <laughs> and then, uh, then on ESPN, it's Steve Levy, Brian Greasy. Sweet Louis Riddick and Lisa Salters on the, on the call. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. They're at home, favored by 10, taking on the New York Football Giants. And credit the Giants for smashing the Panthers. But I, I think that the Chiefs are going to bounce back and, and win the game after being demolished by the Tennessee Titans. But I, I think the Giants have a lot of matchups going in their favor. When, when when you look at the wide receivers, when when you look at the when you look at the offensive line, the Chiefs are are, are tied for dead last in the NFL in sacks. I think the I think the Giants have have some matchups going for them, so that's why I think the Giants will stay in this game. But in terms of in terms of picking the winners and losers, I just don't want to pick against Patrick Mahomes with the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'll take the Chiefs to win twenty seven to twenty three over the Giants on Monday Night Football. So with that, that's going to do it for this edition 
of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn. Remember, you can you can follow this podcast on uh, on Twitter and on Instagram at Hooked underscore on Sports. You can also follow the Facebook page so by, by by typing in Hooked on Sports on the search bar on Facebook. And you can also follow my, this uh, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, and Google Podcasts. And, and I also have my personal Twitter. I'll give it to you right now. I'll have uh, my personal Twitter is at John Flynn 97. My personal Instagram is at Jay Flizzy. And then on Snapchat, it is, it is Jay Flizzle 2. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Enjoy your Halloween. And I'll be back here on the podcast to talk more on Monday. So long, everybody.